I'd like to welcome to our program today on Balanced Living. Today we're going to be talking about creating connections, why relationships matter. And I'm here in the studio with Vicki Griffin. And we're going to look at this, Vicki. Talk to us a little bit about why relationships matter. Well, I'm just so thankful and glad to be here with you, Pastor Benson. As a pastor, you certainly have a lot to do with helping to create and maintain positive relationships, not only with people, but also with God. And we have all felt the need of a friend, someone to share our joys with, to lend a listening ear when trouble comes. So the question is, who needs friends? And the answer is, we all do. do. Time just seems to be such a scarce commodity today. But time cultivating friendships is really time well spent. Friends are not flawless, but they care. And relationships are an important medium for personal uh, as well as cultural and social growth. Absolutely. I just think about the quality of friendships. You know, it's when you go through some challenging times in life that you need those friendships to help carry you through. And I just remember different times in life where there was a friend that was there when I needed them most. Right. And one of the mistakes that we can make regarding friendships is thinking that a certain friend, one friend, should be the be-all, do-all of your life. We sometimes make that mistake thinking that our spouse has to be that person. And there is only really one. That's right. Who fulfills all of that, that at right. all times, mm-hmm. and that is God. I remember noting the difference between my husband and I, because mm-hmm. a man isn't going to say, hey, do you want to go hang out at the mall, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But my husband, he had a racquetball friend, mm-hmm. and he had a work-on-the-car friend, and he had a business friend, and he didn't expect more from that person than they were able to give in a certain area. And so to expect too much can create unrealistic expectations. But positive relationships have a very powerful effect on health, well-being, and even longevity. Mm. So we turn to our friends for counsel when we're perplexed, courage when facing a crisis, and compassion when we have failed. Such intimate ties have a profound effect on our mental, physical, and emotional stability. So true friendships, I've learned from experience, are neither instant nor perfect, but they certainly are important for maturity. I heard a statement, and I agree with it, that time alone with God inspires us, but it's time with each other that really matures us, because that's when our flaws come out. That's true. It is. It's hard to hide them. Yes. (laughs) Lasting friendships take time. They require understanding, forgiveness, and room to grow. A lot of this personal interaction with neighbors disappeared with the advent of the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Air conditioning is good, but porches started to disappear. People would go out and sit on their porches in the evening. But friends provide opportunities to tend to other people's needs and ward off the terrible, unhappy results of self-focused living. And we've experienced that in our lives as well. In fact, there was a meta-analysis, an aggregate analysis of a group of studies that reviewed 148 different studies on social ties, more than 300,000 people. And it found that people with strong social relationships were 50% less likely to die early than people without such support. And a quote from the study said this, a lack of social relationships was equivalent 
to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. It went on to say, I certainly don't want to downplay these other risk factors because, of course, they're very important. But we need to start taking social relationships just as seriously. Fascinating. We think about, we were talking earlier about how God, as a triune God, who there's the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amongst themselves, they have communication. And so then when he created man in his image and his likeness, he made us so that we're relational and we actually need each other. We need that relationship component. It's not good that man should be alone. And so part of our whole health message that we have from Scripture is we need that human relationship, that human element to be a whole person. That's such an interesting point. And isn't it interesting that in that creation week that he created man and woman for relationship with each other? He said in Genesis 2, verse 18, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And he created the seventh-day Sabbath for relationship with him. That's right. So as you were saying before, that relationship that goes upward to God mm. and laterally to each other. Studies bear this out, and we're going to get to the brokenness in a moment here because we can be single but not sidelined, mm. and that's such an important thing. So when couples act as a team, they're better able to ward off the detrimental effects of stress that zap immune health, energy, and strength. So happily, married couples, they tend to suffer from less sickness. They get better faster. They have healthier hearts and suffer less dementia and even have longer life. So one reason is that bonding hormones of well-being are released when we experience this nurturing effect of caring Mm. and connectedness. But as I said before, you may be single, but Mm. that doesn't mean that it's God's plan for you to be sidelined, thrown aside, devalued, uh, not important, not necessary in God's plan. No way. Mm. God knew that in this broken world, many would experience broken families, sorrow, betrayal, trials. And so he instituted a plan for all to experience healing relationships. And as a pastor, I'm sure that you see this and experience this and nurture this in your own congregation. It's fascinating to me that the first evangelist, which is Mary of Magdala, she was a single woman after she broke out of her lifestyle of sin. As far as we know scripturally, she was a single woman, yet she was very connected with Christ in ministering and evangelizing and sharing the gospel with others. And she had a community of support in the church family. That's a beautiful point. And you think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who on the cross, Jesus paired her with the younger John, with the mm-hmm. disciple John, in order to create family there. So God created us in his own image with a deep and abiding need to give and share love and friendship as well as receive it, especially in our broken world Mm -hmm. of marred relationships, which will increase as we approach the end of time. So having a variety of different friends to meet different needs can be especially helpful during trying times. You know, it's fascinating. We're talking about friends as important as they are, as also church family can play an important role. There's a text that talks about there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now, brothers can be very tight, but sometimes they can compete against each other and there can be some distances. We can sometimes have some differences in our family that really our church family feels closer to us than even our biological family. Yes, absolutely. 
it is correct what you are saying and and the healing benefits of these positive social ties mm -hmm. and a positive social tie does not mean surrounding people with individuals that are just like yourself That's and right. think just like yourself, act just like. In, in fact, the Bible says that we are to bear one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. We are to forbear with one another and learn courtesy, compassion, mm -hmm. how to listen, how to love pesky, annoying people. <laughs> because we are pesky, annoying people sometimes. So whether you live alone or you're part of a family, it's important to develop those positive ties. And those positive ties mean that it's a medium for growth. Mm -hmm. No friend is flawless. So what are some ways to cultivate fulfilling and meaningful social ties and relationships in your community? What are some ways that people can foster healthy ties? And this is with the caveat, understanding that there are toxic relationships that need to be reconsidered and terminated. There's the other thing, too, though, Vicki, is it's fascinating that God made us for a relationship with a husband and a wife, because I find that my wife knows my flaws. And sometimes she'll point them out to me in, in love, and it actually causes me to have to work on that. Oh, and you think about mm. some of the friendships. I know that in ministry, God partnered Luther with Melanchthon, mm. very opposite characters, very opposite personalities. And so how wonderful it is to learn, to stretch, mm. to grow. And really, in those kinds of situations, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Mm. Yep. So you, we bring to the table different strengths, different weaknesses, and that's why God mm. wants us to have a learner mindset. So some of these ties that are developed can be established, especially in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, coming to church, the Bible tells us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean via YouTube, especially as we see the day of Christ's appearing coming, mm -hmm. because we need each other. We need to press together and unify. There are neighborhood groups, special interest clubs. As a person who really promotes fitness, mm -hmm. your specialty before you became a pastor and Actually, it doesn't remove the specialty of fitness still, and still exercise. Yeah. You are actually planning a health event that involves groups of people that are going right. to come together and tell us about it. Well, we're planning on doing a 5K charity fundraiser. And uh, so the goal is, of course, get people together for a good cause. And that is, again, strengthening the relationships uh, of service to the homelessness community to get shelters for them and so forth. Well, what's the name of this uh, event? Called the Cadillac Grateful Gallop. The Grateful Gallop. Well, I could do a grateful trot. <laughs> so I'm getting there. So learning from each other, mentoring each other school and church groups, these fitness clubs, walking clubs, this social connectedness that we must seek out. You have to shop for it. Mm -hmm. It leads to longer, happier lives, fewer mental and emotional mm -hmm. problems, less depression, and better overall health. So these positive connections do not happen automatically, and especially for people who are introverts. We were talking about this before the program. We need to learn the how-tos of hello. And I was sharing with you, Pastor Benson, that I am naturally not an extroverted person. I am very introverted, even though I'm a public speaker. That's and surprising to us. <laughs> I know. But when I took my speech class in college, the title of my speech was The Joy of Knitting. <laughs> uh, and so it is amazing how God stretches us. But mm -hmm. I have had to learn mm -hmm. how to gain energy from interactions with others and how to overcome the agony mm -hmm of a social setting, of just being in a social setting and how wow. to navigate through that. It is not easy. 
So for you, who are so soft-spoken and gentle, yeah. <laughs> you're actually an extrovert. And I just yeah, think I that's so interesting. Yeah. So maybe we should go through the how-tos of hello in the second part of our program. We'll be back in just a moment. 